page the PT Hotline. How can I help you? So here's the key, Pinky. I need your help. You know that guy at work that I had a crush on that just kind of like screwed me over? Well, he's begging for my attention, and I don't know what to do about it. He won't leave me alone. Pinky, oh my fucking God. So get this. I think my, my boyfriend is cheating on me. Alcohol and I have no evidence texting me except for my calling me. And I don't oh want to do it. Okay, so my ex texts me, and I don't know what to do. I don't want to fall back into this cycle, but I don't know how to get self-love So, like, when does the glow-up start? Welcome back to the Between You and Me with Rihanna Marie podcast. I have a very special episode for you today. This is just going to be... A deep dive, a OG pinky chat style. If you have been around since the self-love era, then you're going to just love this. Uh, this is not an episode necessarily about entertainment or funny stories, but we're really digging into value in this one. I want to share with you my recipe, my secrets to a glow up, but this is not about your wellness, your bubble baths, your green your green drinks, or your Pilates classes. This is a little bit deeper. This is about the internal experience when going through a glow up. So buckle in, this is the perfect episode for a warm cup of tea, maybe even to have your journal with you, and just make this a self-love moment. I'm going back to my roots, and I really wanted us to have this in the podcast. I want us to have this incredible blend of silly, fun girl chat that also eases into really deep topics and that we can do that in a lighter way but without losing any of the depth. So I just want to tell you I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me and I love you all so incredibly much and uh, yeah. Okay, so a glow up, the secrets behind a glow up. I really want to talk to you about becoming your next level self. And the thing about this is that in this life, we are going to meet and we are going to know so many different versions of ourselves. I don't know if you've felt this yet in your lifetime, but you can maybe look back on a past version of yourself and it maybe feels like they're dead, essentially. Like you don't recognize them anymore you don't know them you've changed so much I remember uh when I was younger I started journaling when I was 16 and I've been journaling ever since I'm 23 now so I have a whole fuck ton of journals and you can see how even the way my thinking operated changed so much through all the different transformations I went through And so I don't even totally recognize the girl who's writing the books at 16, right? And there's a really beautiful part of this because it's it's part of 
dying and also being reborn multiple times throughout your life, right? It's self-transformation and it's kind of like continuously becoming the butterfly. It's a continuous cycle of dying and becoming a new version of yourself. So a glow up isn't just about adding on top of who you are now as if you're not enough, right? It's not just about, okay, I'm where I am right now. I want to be somewhere else. So I'm going to add all of these things on top to make me worthy, to make me enough. When you come at it from that mindset, it almost convolutes the whole thing, right? Because then you're not coming at it from from a place of love within yourself. It's actually coming from a place of self-hatred. It's coming from a place inside of you that's telling you I'm not enough and I'm not happy and so I need you to be different for me to feel satisfied, right? And so that's where we get caught in the the green drinks, the smoothies, and the Pilates classes without the depth of saying goodbye to this old self. So step one to a true glow up, a true transformation, stepping in to the next level of who you are meant to be. It's always going to begin with letting go of something, something old, something outdated, something that does not serve you and has not served you for a long time. And let me tell you a little secret about the universe. (laughs) And this is tried and tested so much so that inside of myself and my own life I consider it law okay when you let go of something that does not serve you anymore that does not match you anymore that's taking from you the universe fucking loves it (laughs) it loves it so much because it's it's strength it's courage it's always going to be a little bit hard to let go of this thing that doesn't serve you it's going to take courage and so when you embark on a journey where you walk away from something it's really cool how the universe will bring in all of these little gifts pretty shortly after it's like a secret recipe, okay? I've, I was, at this point in my life, I've started saying, like, oh my god, I have nothing to let go of. Damn it, you know? I want, I want the gifts that come from having to let go of something. I've reached this sort of spot right now, and that's not totally true. There is something I know I could let go of, which is probably nicotine, but that's going to be for a different, a different me. I digress. Because I love that, that journey in life, right? I know what happens when you make the courageous move to walk away from something, to let something go. And I know how many blessings it brings in your life, right? So this is step one, and I want to tell you a little bit about a couple of times where I've let go of something. And these are moments, these are markers in my journey, in my life, where things radically changed once I got rid of this, okay? So I think the first biggest one 
was getting sober at 16. You know, what a what a thing to do at 16 years old, right? And I hadn't had that long of a journey with addiction, really, or even that intense. It wasn't necessarily your, when you think of an addict, it wasn't necessarily that type of an experience. However, it was, it was dark and it was um, incredibly emotionally damaging, right? So at this point, I'm 16 years old. My whole drive for wanting to escape, right, and to use was not wanting to feel my emotions. They were too heavy. They were too big. They were so unfamiliar. And all I wanted to do was just get rid of them, be rid of them. And so I wanted to run away as much as I could. And so I did, right? I escaped constantly. There was a summer, I think when I was like 15, where I slept at home one night the whole summer. I was just on a constant internal run, right? So when it came to me and emotions, I fucking hated them. And I didn't understand them and they didn't really make sense to me. And I had them right? But all, I was hell-bent on numbing them. So I'm 16 years old, and I reach an incredibly low point, too low of a point for that age, right? And I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be on this planet anymore. And that shocked me there was something about that feeling that was so big and so large and so shocking and so I was also wrapped up in this sort of toxic relationship at the time it was like my first experience right with with a toxic relationship so I'm addicted to two things I'm addicted to a person and I'm also addicted to drugs and then I reached this point of not wanting to live anymore. And I'm at this crossroads, right? I'm like looking out. I'm like, oh my God, okay. I can do something about this. I can do something radical. Or I could die. And and that's not an exaggeration, right? That was the the rate and the route that I was going. And so something in me got up, something in me, some type of fire, some type of courage got up and I got sober. I still remember it was September 1st, 2016, and I decided to get sober. That was what I, that was the first thing I left behind in this, in this transformation, right? So I walked away from addiction and I said, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then I also had to walk away from the person, right? That relationship that I was in that was addictive and abusive and toxic. And that was harder than the drugs. Something in me is wired quite codependently, right? Or was. And this is a very old version of myself now. So by the, like, I literally screamed and fought 
and was on my knees like I did not want to let go of either of these things it was at the time the hardest thing I had ever done and I literally like was like crawling scratching not to right and so you don't have to want fully and totally to let go of this thing you just have to want to not feel the way that you feel anymore you have to have that willingness right so that I had that I had the willingness to not want to be where I was anymore I wanted something different I really wanted something to change right so I let go of those things and I and then I begin my first really deep experience with self-reflection right I start my journal I start working on myself I'm getting the inner child books and this entirely new version of myself came alive right I'd always been this way to some capacity right like I'd always been spiritual and psychologically interested and and very emotionally aware but this was this was to a different point right this is where where I let go of the person who hated her emotions and became someone who had a relationship with them and was curious about them and she 16 year old me is is why you're getting this podcast from me right now, today, in this moment, right? She is the, is the moment that I birthed who I am. And this is long before I ever started self-love coaching or I ever started this podcast or I ever decided to go to school for psychology, right? So let me get real detailed because I'm going to give you my list, my secrets to a glow up within my story. Okay, so when you let go of the something old, the something that doesn't serve you, first of all, here's a pointer. You already know what it is, and you've probably been thinking about it while I've been talking, (laughs) okay? It's something you don't really want to let go of, and you have a feeling, an inkling, a knowing inside that if you do, things are going to get better for you but you know it's going to be hard and that's what's kept you from letting go of it so far. And it can be so many things. It can be a behavior. It can be a relationship to a person, a relationship to a substance, a coping mechanism, right? So many things. Okay, so you walk away. Then you're in this empty liminal space. It's a weird place, (laughs) okay? It's this place, and maybe you've been there before, of emptiness, yet opportunity. There's hope here, and there's also a sinking feeling of emptiness, right? You've just taken something out, you've, you've minused, you've subtracted, and now you're here. Where the fuck is here, right? Well, you're in the space in between where you are and where you're going, And so it's an odd, funky place to be. Because you can kind of feel that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And essentially where you are is sort of dark and shadowy, right? This is where the trust fall is. 
it the trust fall is not in when you let go of the thing it's right after this is where it really matters because you it's really hard to see there is no clear path no one's telling you exactly what you just did or where you're gonna go or what's gonna happen all you know is that you've landed in this place and you have to use your own will and your own faith to get you to continue this process and you just have to believe with your whole soul that there is a purpose (laughs) that you are going somewhere And you're going to find that within your gut, within your intuition. You're going to find that belief. You're going to find that fire. And that's what's going to pull you through the first part. The first part is is hard, okay? It's grueling. It tests you. But if you can find a sort of acceptance with this empty space, you're going to be just fine. And the more times that I've gone through this moment the more times I'm like oh I'm in the in-between all right (laughs) I've gotten better and better and better at just accepting it and even finding comfort with it but it can be a little uncomfortable and a little jarring and a little weird right so you hang out in that place for a moment right here's what you do you do the footwork but you also trust the process I'm going to break that down. Let's go back to 16-year-old Rihanna. She just got sober. She just got rid of this abusive dude. And um, she's in this empty space, right? So I start to do the footwork. I start to take care of myself. I start to learn about myself. I start to learn about why would I, you know, what in me brought me to these codependent, places what brought me to these addictive places and I start looking within right and I start the steps I start the footwork and I'm doing therapy and I'm in meetings and I'm doing the work right I'm also doing the work in the sense of in the case of uh, this situation you know I'm hanging out with people who who know me and who care about me and who it's safe to be sober with, right? And I also am just trusting that somehow things are going to work out, right? I'm just trusting it. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But I have that blind faith. So it's about fine. Sorry about the noise. It's about finding this balance between doing the footwork but not being incredibly attached to the outcome right so it's not like all right I'm letting go of this thing and then I'm gonna get this 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 and this right because that that's a selfish mindset you don't do it from that place you do it from love you do it from this place within you that's like okay I I just need to let this go and and I have faith that that's the right choice and you don't even think honest to god you don't even think about what that's gonna bring you you can have that hope and that excitement that something good will come out of this but you don't want to get attached to the exact outcome right so you do the work that is necessary right 
And this is going to look different based on what version of you you're creating. But so much of this process isn't even that conscious the first couple times, right? You're just doing it. (laughs) And then you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my god, I was becoming this version of myself now the whole time I didn't even realize. So from a spiritual perspective, from an esoteric perspective, you died, right? You let go of something old. You died in a symbolic way. Okay, don't be afraid. (laughs) But you died. And then there was this empty space in between. And then you began birthing a new you. And I think at first it is sort of like a symbolic pregnancy. (laughs) Okay, you're doing the work. You're getting the bassinet. You're picking the names. You're doing the little things, right? And you're hopeful that you're going to have a healthy baby but you don't know what they're going to look like. You don't you don't know everything, right? You don't know all of the answers and so that's where you have the faith. And then you'll be birthing a new version of you. Another way to look at it is like the caterpillar and the butterfly, right? You're the caterpillar and then you're in that part where you're getting ready to come out of the cocoon, but you're not quite there yet. Okay? And then all of a sudden, you're going to become the butterfly. So you're doing the footwork, you're trusting the process, and then you're also waiting, and you can do this consciously, you're waiting for the action, you're waiting for the inspiration. And this is like an open arms thing, right? You're like, all right, (laughs) whatever is meant to come my way shall come my way. And this is where all your affirmations are. You're like, nothing that is meant for me can miss me. And this is a very, it's, it's feminine energetically in nature. It's a, it's a place where you just open up to receive, right? Feminine energy is about receptivity. It's about knowing that you're enough, you're whole exactly as you are, and then you're open to whatever is meant to come. And then you add on, okay, so we've subtracted, do you like my, my science girl aspect of the, the secrets to a globe, the recipe? Then you're going to add, and you have to try something brand new, something uncomfortable, right? Something new, something you haven't done before, okay? So... Let me think of another another time in my life. All right, so the second really big transformation occurred around the time of my last breakup, right? So I, I stayed sober from 16 to 19, so three years of sobriety, right? And then some point when, my, when that last relationship went downhill, I had relapsed. So there was, you know, same deal a lot of horrible things and a lot of emotional distress and this was actually probably the worst I have felt yet thus far right this is like the lowest I think I've gone so let that be a message that the work the the work is never done in the sense that we're always growing right we're never perfect it's not about reaching this perfect place of enlightenment where you're completely healed right I was really humbled during this period because I 
I learned that I still had a lot of those things in me and I was still able to go really low. Okay, but fast forward, because all of that is just a bunch of whatever. Fast forward to when I chose to get sober yet again, right? So like I had done this before, you know, so I'm kind of thinking this will be a cakewalk. I'm like, all right, I'm going to let go of my something old. <laughs> and so something that's not serving me. So I get sober. But the second part was really that I also had to let go of that relationship. And that was grueling, right? Yet again. So those two things were super grueling and I had to let go of them. Again, I'm on my knees. I'm in pain. And I'm like, I don't know, 21? Maybe, yeah, somewhere around then, right? So then... I'm that space in between where I am and where I'm going. It was so dark, right? It was ridden with anxiety. It was ridden with heartache, depression. It was darker. And that's where I really, really, really had to trust my faith in the process. I was experiencing levels of anxiety that I did not even know existed or were possible, right? I'm experiencing dissociation and derealization and I'm fucking terrified, okay? And so I didn't have the map for this one, right? I had the map on how to get sober and I had the map on how to, you know, let someone go. But I didn't have the map for the symptoms that came after. And so I remember there. this is real. I had so many moments where I'm holding myself and I just said, I don't know what this is, but all I know is that we will get through it and there is another side. There has to be. There's another side. There's a rhyme. There's a reason. There's a light at the end of this tunnel and I'm going to stick it through with you. And that's what fueled me to stay sober again, right? Through that really hard period because that's where a lot of people, you know, might relapse. And again, apply this to whatever's coming up in your mind. Okay, but then I'm like, all right, it's time to add and try something uncomfy and new. And it's kind of funny because at the time, uh, something that was really uncomfy and scary to me was driving and a lot of things that were like independence vibes, right? So I'm I have I'm like super anxious about driving and I also have a lot of anxiety, like going to public places alone which sucked, but I had that. And then I also like was not very good at cooking for myself. Okay. And I was super disconnected to my body. So my new things were, I just forced myself to get over the fear of driving and I just kept trying and I kept doing it. And once I got the hang of that and I was like, I'm not afraid of this anymore. This is nice. And I like this. And I love driving. And I feel empowered and independent. Then I added on top, you know, going to lots of different types of public places alone. And I understand that that might sound silly, but my level of anxiety for that kind of a thing was was very high. My, my zone of resilience to handle things was so tight and small and low. 
So I started doing those things and I got so excited. (laughs) I was like, look at me, I'm doing this, right? And then I got really into cooking, like just had like literally had a love affair with cooking and I perfected my my special favorite pasta for like a year. So those things, all of those things, that journey brought me to again who I am now, right? But it brought me to a version of myself that's so beautifully independent right like a gorgeous like rooted feeling of independence you know and one of the gifts I love thinking about this and talking about this one of the gifts of this transformation was finally being able to get an incredible beautiful really safe fancy new car right fancy for me (laughs) because I was driving like a beat-up car while I was getting over the fear, right? And I was just, I was just bearing it. <laughs> and then somehow things fell in line and I was able to get this new car. And then I also got a really good job. So I, so I fought for my independence, right? Like I fought for it. It was really, really, really grueling and hard. And I'm fighting for it. And I don't know the point. <laughs> and there aren't many gifts yet. Except for my little moments of relief and excitement about the pasta I made. Or the fact that I made it to the mall alone. You know? But then I get this, like, really good job. Like, it, like you know, and it's giving me, like, an amount of money that I've never known. And so those are some material gifts that came out of it, right? But it came out of... It didn't come without sacrifice and it didn't come without putting in the footwork. So that part of the recipe where I said you put in the footwork, but you just trust the process and you're not attached to the outcome. And you let the inspiration come to you for what to do next, for where to move, right? And then you try something uncomfy and new. You try something that's unusual to you. Another really important note for going through a process like this is lots of self-reflection. A glow up is, is inside before it ever is outside, right? But there is science to it, like, a, like girl science, you know, like girl math, girl dinner. There's girl science to a, to a breakup, to a glow up, to, to this. You will look better. <laughs> and your energy will be brighter and you will get more compliments and more attention and all of those things just naturally right but not because you're pining for it because you have created an entirely new energy within yourself right so it's also like at the beginning you pull out the weeds right you have You have a gardening bed, surface, I don't know. I'm having brain fog all of a sudden. You get it, right? So you have your little gardening area, and you pull out the old weeds. They're old, they're gross, they're everywhere. All the overgrowth, you get rid of it, right? Then you plant new soil. (laughs) You, You even it out, and you put in new 
seeds, brand new seeds, and you're not going to see the fruit of these seeds for a while, right? You're not going to see their bloom for a little bit, but you're still going to take care and tend to that garden during that time, during that in-between space, right? And then because of that work and that love you're putting into the garden, you're going to see the fruits of it. And it's going to be fucking beautiful. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I did that. Look at my goddamn poppies. <laughs> Look at my beautiful daisies. And now the butterflies are coming because they love my flowers so much because they're so bright and pretty. <laughs> actually, during one of these times, before like I actually did it right, like I, before I got it right and let go of the right thing, there was a time where I did this. I made a garden and um, it ended up all dying. <laughs> you know, it didn't last. And maybe that is symbolic in the sense that I hadn't quite got it right. And so a lot of like this sort of dance with the universe is there there's their tests and their lessons and you can kind of play the game along with the universe, you know? And you can fine-tune the part of you that knows what the next right action is or how, or how to tune into the part of you that's going to tell you what the next right action is. How to have acceptance, right? How to know what you need to let go of and how to have the courage to do that. And then you get to start playing with the universe, right? So... I had a smaller version of this a little more recently in my life, and this one's more fun, right? It wasn't as dramatic, and it wasn't as hard. <laughs> but um, let me see how I want to word this. Okay, so I, you know, had Owen had walked into my life, and this was really special and beautiful, and this was like a incredible long time coming type of thing right that was a really big moment for me of wow when you walk away from what no longer serves you sometimes the gifts that come are more incredible and just bigger than you could ever imagine and he is such an example of that right and um, having love at that level is so beautiful. Like that, I don't know. I did a lot of journaling when we first got together because it just, it amazed me how that, how life can continuously surprise you. And I could just see how all of the turns I made that maybe I once thought were wrong, they were never wrong, right? They all led me to this place and in the right direction. And I was always meant to be with him and meet him, you know, so that was just gorgeous. And so that was a moment of like, okay, you know, I'm becoming someone new. This is going to be like, you know, new characters, new season. My life's about to change, right? I knew that. And then I lost that job that I told you that was a gift, right? And so gifts are... The thing about gifts that you get from this type of transformation is that it's not that they have an expiration date. It's nothing scary like that. And it is not that, 
you know, happiness always goes away or you're always going to lose good things. It's not that. It's sometimes that you grow out of them. And there's some, there's the next better thing, right? The next level self. And if you can allow that process to occur naturally, you're really going to see how life is your friend, not your enemy, right? So I lose that job that was once a gift. But here's the thing. I'm like, you know, I'm getting my PhD in this type of process at this point. So I'm not a baby to this, right? So I lose the job. This was scary, right? Because I'm like, how am I going to pay for my cool new car? How am I? All the things, right? I swear to you, I just was like, all right, cool. I got this. You know, I had a deeper episode on that whole experience where I talk about how you also have to acknowledge the loss, right? You have to feel through that pain. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about once you let go of something old and then you're in that space in between, it's really hard. It's really painful. It's not like the gifts right away. So that's the space where you do the self-reflection and you sit with the loss, right? You sit in the empty space and you feel it all the way through because you're not numbing, right? You're not running away. You're not trying to escape from it. You're really in that place. You're in the emptiness. So sometimes that comes with a lot of pain and hard nights and tears and grief of all sorts and um, don't miss that step right don't miss that step because you'll have to go back and redo it you know that's why you can run away from your emotions as long as you want you can run away from your pain as long as you want you have free will but it will be waiting for you once it catches up to you. And you're going to have to feel it at some point, right? So, and that was like, you know, in the story where I have a lot of anxiety. That's what I mean is that's the kind of thing where you want to numb that feeling, right? You want to escape that feeling. And I was like, oh my God, had I not gotten sober now like how much worse could this get and I knew I have to get through this and see this all the way through and walk all the way to the other side because this will be waiting for me right so yeah I lose the job and I'm like yay (laughs) not totally but you get the point right and here's what I did this summer I was like, I am going to do nothing. I'm going to embrace the art of doing nothing. And luckily, I had been smart financially and I had saved up. And so I was okay to do that for a little bit within reason, right? And I was like, I am not going to stress about the next thing at all. I'm just going to let it come to me. So I let go. And I embraced the in-between. Again, this is like a, it's just an easier version of this kind of process, which was cool. I liked going through this. And um, then it all came to me, right? It came to me like overnight in ideas, in brainstorming sessions, so naturally. I never pushed for it, right? 
wink, wink, do the footwork, but don't attach to the outcome and allow the actions and the inspiration to just come to you, right? So that's what I did. And it came to me and I was like, oh my God, I know what I'm doing next. Okay, cool. And so I got to work on it, but without, without force, I didn't force it. I didn't rush to it. And I just started stepping into these new shoes. <laughs> They're like old new shoes, you know, because it's the podcast and all these things that are that are so me. But this this did not come without also trying out new things, right? So um, this time I'm you know, on this like workout journey. And my goal right now is to really, really connect with my body. I feel like I've done so much work emotionally and mentally in this life. And I haven't been able to really create a relationship with my body, right? And some of that comes from trauma and so many things. But the goal is to like embrace that and really 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 connect and so I've been having the funnest time ever trying out Pilates and hot sculpt yoga and cycle and stuff that is hard and super unfamiliar for me and it's a challenge right I've never been a worker outer (laughs) I don't know how to say that but um, that's never been something that's been a norm in my life or in my routine. I was never the athletic type, uh, if you couldn't guess. And But I always liked yoga, but not the hard yoga, you know, like the stretching, breathing, meditation, yin yoga, cozy yoga. And uh, yeah, so I like pushed myself into this world and... You know, some of that comes from one of the new things, which was Owen and uh, just being inspired by him and and his relationship to health and fitness. It's cool to watch and also like having someone who's so stoked for you and and proud of you and just wants to see you do whatever it is that that you want to do and that you love and support it makes it all the more better, right? And, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that and it's new and it's hard and it's challenging and it's rewarding, right? Just like getting sober, it's hard and challenging and it's rewarding to go to bed at the end of the night and know that you're hitting your pillow sober. And, uh, I'm almost two years sober quite soon. So we're going to do a special episode when that time comes around. Uh, yeah, and then I made a decision, and, uh, I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet, but I made a decision to go back to school for a psychology degree, and this also came to me very naturally, same idea, arms wide open, all right, whatever's next, bring it my way. And that's what came my way. And I haven't been in school for a minute. uh, But when I was younger, I really, really, really loved school. Not in like my super adolescent years, but before that. And I do love writing. And obviously, I adore psychology. And so I made that decision. And it's 
going to be so challenging. I know that. I know it's going to be a struggle. I know it's going to be hard. I know that it's going to come with long nights, right? I'm working. I'm running this podcast, which is also, love you guys so much. It's a beautiful creative process and it is hard. It's hard to keep up with the consistency. There's just behind the scenes stuff that is so tedious. Like editing can take hours and Uh, but I love it, right? And same thing with the working out. It's hard and it's challenging. And so there's all these new things I'm stepping into that are some familiar, some super unfamiliar. And um, I can see right now, so here's where I'm at right now in the glow up process. I know I'm creating another version of myself. I know that's what's happening, right? I know that I'm about to birth a new me. And I'm, I'm getting her ready. <laughs> and uh, I'm conscious of it, right? And, and I'm excited about it. I wonder who she's going to be. I feel like she's disciplined and goal-oriented and consistent and strong and healthy and connected to her body and enriching her mind, and like, I'm so excited about her, right? So get excited about the next version of yourself, right? Okay, one note I really want to make, so let me be really clear. I said don't get attached to the outcome, but that's not to say don't vision board and imagine and manifest and create your next version of yourself, right? So this is what I mean when I say a lot of self-reflection. Whatever it is you're working on, immerse yourself in it, right? Get the books on it. Listen to the podcasts on it. Talk to friends who really get it or who are open enough to love you and hold you in non-judgment, right? Take the classes. Take the courses, and make the Pinterest boards. I, I make a vision board every single month. <laughs> but go on Pinterest and save things that are speaking to you. That even if you're not them yet, if you're not that energy yet or that photo yet or that person yet, save them because they, they're exciting some part of you that you may be stepping into sooner than you think. So, those are my secrets to a glow up. It's my recipe. My hope and my wish is that this spoke to your heart. I hope that this was healing. I hope that you got something valuable from it. I hope that it motivated you to get excited about who you're becoming and also to be comfortable with knowing that we're constantly changing and that you can love those old versions of you or maybe a version of you that you're stepping away from right now. You can love them with your whole heart. There's nothing wrong with them, right? They're just the version of you that's getting you to who you're going to be next, right? And that's part of being on a journey of of self-love, right? So many people say, relationships are really about loving multiple versions of the person that you choose to love 
right? That's the same in the relationship with yourself, right? So you hold those old versions of you with love and you also make choices out of courage, make choices out of care for yourself and watch what that does in your life. Seriously, this is a recipe that I, again, have tried and tested and it's just how I've created so many of the versions of myself, right? And I'm grateful for all the past ones, right? All the ones that I might not relate to anymore, I'm grateful for them because they brought me to where I am now. And it's the cool thing about life, right? It, it can keep surprising you and you can keep surprising you. So I love you so much. So many more episodes like this, cozy, deep dive, pinky chat ones, uh, and our really fun, girly confessions episodes and submissions and story times. I have so much fun with those. So I hope that you're loving what this podcast is and what it's becoming, and I am more grateful than, you're, than you will ever know to have you here. It's such a gift, and it makes me so, so, so happy. So message me. Let me know how this was for you. And I love you, and I'll see you next Sunday. Have a beautiful, beautiful night. Okay, or day. <laughs> All right, love you so much. Bye-bye.